meeting people, getting to know people and getting people to remember you and then building that network and selling a product, service and idea to that person or group. That's what episode seven is going to be about networking and sales through body language. These episodes are brought to you by Your Nonverbals Are Showing, body language training and research for the purpose of helping you level up your interpersonal skills. Hello and welcome back to episode seven of the now Body Language Talks podcast. So previously, I was just naming this podcast as my brand, Your Nonverbals Are Showing, which is the brand that I go by. But I just kind of want to rebrand it and think of something new, something fresh that came to me. So this podcast, just the podcast itself is now Body Language Talks by Your Nonverbals Are Showing. I am your host, Jose Pina. I am a certified body language specialist, human behavior researcher, and also some multimedia content creation here and there. But I have episode seven for you guys today. And the topic that we're going to talk about is networking sales through body language. So the idea that as humans, as adults, even when we're children, we we have to or we we don't have to, but people kind of give us uh, support. We have to build groups. It's, it's just a human thing that we're going to be around a person or a group of people no matter what, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your friends, whether you grow up and it's in your in your business and your company and corporate, whatever it is that you're doing, we you have to interact with other humans, whether we like it or not. So the networking part is what I want to talk about of how you meet people, when you meet people, what you do with those people and how, how to build that network that everyone talks about that, that, you know, the saying that goes, your network is your net worth. So it all goes back to the people that you're working with, the people that you associate with, the group that of circles and friends that you have. So I want to talk about how to how to kind of build on that network and how to filter out one of my main things with networking is filter out the people you actually need you may not do this as much in the beginning or maybe when you when we're growing up but filtering out and also tuning in and and plugging into how we make friends when we're kids and how that kind of diminishes or goes away when we're adults because you kind of need a whole selective if you walk into a group of people you need that whole selective group of people and then you're going to start trimming down and again cutting that circle of which person is actually for you not only benefiting but uh, personality wise career wise uh, relationship wise what people do you actually need close to you in your circle and what other people are just either uh, supporting role, supporting cast in, in your circles. And also which people are just fluff. Some people just come in and, and either they're all about me, 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 or they're there for that one specific reason. Then later they back out and they, you lose communication, you lose that relationship. So, yeah, I, I won't go into too many details on networking side. I just kind of want to touch on it on, you know, the ability as adults to make friends. And then that leads into then the, the sales part, which is networking and sales through body language. But the sales part is just you build this group, you have your circle, you have your family, you have your friends, you have your, your work relations. But what can you do with that? You know, a simple, simple thing such as you're in a work spot, a place and you're picking somewhere to eat. You know, how can you sell someone on an idea that they should go to where you want to go? You right. Or you're an actually corporate or sales team or whatever it is that you need to sell someone an idea hey i think we should do this there's certain things that communicate that goes into communication while using body language that could be used for you to leverage to get that leverage uh, in any negotiation right when you're making sales uh, there's two sides of the thing two sides of the table 
one person wants one thing, the other person wants another thing. How do you coincide and meet in the middle to where that's you you have one set goal and you both are going out at the same spot, which is a very tricky terrain that I think for me when we come to sales, because a lot of people want one thing and they're going to push you. And there's so many sales techniques, there's so many quote unquote sales gurus. There's so many psychological effects that go into this when you're negotiating to leverage in a healthy and authentic way and also sell people to get them on on your side of the table and also you have to understand that person as well again it's that part is a whole big deal but what i use what i teach through body language and this is actually networking themselves through body language is best uh, based on a workshop and a future class coming again for trek and realtors and c certified classes that is going to teach on on that on these principles of networking how to meet people how to get those leads referrals and then selling them on an idea selling them on yourself your personal brand that way you get people to know and acknowledge that hey this is a, a valuable person they bring something to the table you are able to communicate because you're able to communicate and you listen to people and also you're able to read that person and pivot in a way that you're going to cater to this person, which is the hard part about communication. And whether you think about it or not, we get thrown into these buckets, these labels. And when you sell to someone, you really have to know how to speak to that person. That's where you have personality types. That's where you have all these personality tests and things that come up. And everyone's like, hey, this is the road. You got to go with this person. But whichever way that you've ever learned or how you communicate and take in personalities, you still kind of have to cater. Again, love languages, if you've ever heard of those, you have to cater to that person and know how to really sell them one idea because you could take one idea and sell it to three different people three different ways and get a yes. So the ability to sell that. But the topic of this is going to be just based back on how to use these sales techniques, how to, how to what to look for within body language. So let's get started. The first one is I've covered on before, which is networking, meeting people, greeting people. The ability to just make friends as an adult again is it comes as hard because we all have this inner shell we are worried about some people are worried about their own personal brand and how this person can affect you which is right because earlier what i mentioned was we all we should have filters to put people into our groups and, and uh, put people out of our groups so when you meet someone the very first thing to, to take into consideration and, and i teach this principle is just first impressions that gut feeling that we get all of their body language everything that you're reading their facial expressions their facial structure everything that goes in there there are signals that get put into our head subconsciously which we got to look at and we're also putting out ourselves other people are picking up on these that tell this other person hey this is a likable person this is a trustworthy person this person is charismatic this person is a hard worker there's so many details and information that go in our first impressions these are things that you want to consider and also look out for in the other person another thing that you want to go in through networking is your presence your posture your actual body language that you're using when you show up whether you're walking into a networking event whether you're walking into a meeting posture what we call the topic of the power pose the power pose is something that you want to take into consideration how are you showing up how has your day affected your posture if you had a long day at the end or if you've had a rushing day how are you actually showing up are you slowing down a little bit so that way you're paying attention that way you're showing up networking you want to meet the right people you're being again intentional with your body language and so your posture says a lot not only just your shoulders a lot of a lot of people consider shoulders but from your torso your head your toes wherever you're standing however you're uh, pointing and angling this goes into fronting and this goes into mirroring too which plugs into cells so mirroring how you are your body's adjusting to the other person across from you those things will let you know whether while you're networking this person this group of people that you're with could be for you or not for you or should you maybe shut down that situation or or get out of it and learn and execute so that way okay i don't want to waste time in this 
conversation in this space right now and I could get out. Again, building your, your networking group, this is a thing that if you're doing a lot of it and you want to really cipher through it just get through it you know filter through it uh you should be consciously i try to do this you know this is not for me this is for me how do you politely back out of something all those things that go into consideration when you're building a network and considering your network another thing to look at when you're building a network is is more on the verbal type of things the way people talk for me personally i always look at and uh, structure the conversation that i'm having you know is this person talking about ideas things to do what can we execute on with moving forward and even when it's when it's a social setting right you want to talk about things like passion stuff what's unique to that person what can you pull out of them that make strike conversation that maybe after five minutes you realize that you're sitting there with that person comfortably and in a likable way that you actually want to talk to this person or they want to talk to you as well this goes into the verbal part but just how you structure your questions this gets people in a lot of awkward situations a lot of people don't know how to start and go into conversation and sometimes it's it's what I like to call the spark or actually I got the spark idea from my mentor's book, Captivate uh, Vanessa by Vanessa Van Edwards. Uh, how can you spark people's brains? How can you induce those good chemicals in their brain that want to stay there, that want to start a conversation or carry a conversation with you? So that verbal part is, again, very extensive, but things that you want to consider and work on on what can you ask and what can you do to really get that person to stay there and maybe tell you more about them? Because that is also information that later when you want to sell or when you want to connect with this person, that report that the more you let someone talk is the more that they let information out that you can actually use again leverage authentically in a way that you could sell someone uh, on something later and there's a very finite way to do this some people i i could smell it a while away some people while they're doing this to me maybe or to you 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 know this they'll they'll talk about a conversation and you know that that hook that uppercut is coming because here comes that here comes that sales pitch based on what i just said so again try to be authentic don't don't go with that purpose that main purpose of hey i just want something out of you and conversation takes takes a lot of part in that and like how can i use this authentically i want to learn about it. i want to learn what book you're reading i want to learn your passion your passion projects you know a lot of people unfortunately sometimes we get weighed down by maybe our jobs or your work or what you're doing so again what kind of questions do you want to ask do you want to ask personal do you want to ask work related questions maybe something's not really of a passion to someone that they're really working in so ask around maybe the career questions if you can and to get information out of people what their passion is because again you might get information out of them that may not benefit you later on a sales technique or sales approach but it's still you're building that authentic connection with that person to maybe later they might remind remember you for a conversation that you had that you said something about yourself that they could maybe refer you or uh, send you a lead for whatever it is that you need to uh, sell later when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That point, that last point was on just communication again on, on how you actually approach your verbal technique, your verbal strategy, which takes a lot, a lot of in. If you are following me on social media, sometimes I post articles or just insights on that approach on how to have good conversation and how to be a good listener. 
which is another good point. So let's move along with the sales part of how you can sell to people or body language techniques that you could use while in a sales meeting, sales communications, negotiations, and all those things that put you in a point where you want to get a yes out of someone, where you want someone to take initiative, when you want someone to hop on board with an idea or follow you, you know, as, as a leader, this is a very good technique. Again, the sales part of this, when I teach my classes, is not just a money part. Sometimes you need people on board with you for an idea to support, to move forward with other projects. Sometimes you need people to to buy or subscribe or, or uh, sign up for things. And if you're using sales funnels, uh, whether it's digital or in-person body language, these are things that you can start using and applying because body language actually for digital purposes, you could do a lot for a cell funnel body language wide, whether it's a video or a graphic or a picture that would get people to act upon that call to action, that CTA that you may be using in your sales funnel. It's not just all about money. It's it's getting the people to like you, to remember you, so that when, when you ask for something, it's, it's, it's a higher possibility of getting a yes. So one of the techniques that I teach, and I'm briefly gonna talk about it right now, but I will definitely do an in-depth episode on this topic. It's one of my favorites. And that's uh, micro expressions. If you've never heard of, uh, for me, selling is always very emotional because you're, you should be fixing a problem for someone. So when someone's on the other side of that problem and you want to fix it for them, then it's going to be an emotional buy typically for a lot of people that it's either going to make them happy. It's either going to relieve them of some stress or anxiety, whatever you're doing is fixing a problem for them. When we talk about emotions and in sales, if you are in person and you're having an in-person negotiation, meaning micro expressions, the facial expressions that come across someone's face are telling you a lot that you may or may not be paying attention. And these are one of the topics that I get a lot of people is like, oh yeah, I know how to read micro expressions or just facial expressions, not micro. I don't think a lot of people use micro expressions as a term. They just say they could read they're good at expressions and could read people. And yes, that may be true for a lot of people. I, I I know that a lot of us are very aware when we're talking to someone and they're upset and happy. But when you practice and you get the training of micro expressions, whether you read up on it or you've seen it somewhere or you've practiced or you've gone over it with me, the practice and use of micro expressions that happen involuntarily, very rapid and under a second. Again, there are signals that you could be missing and signals that you see that you may not see that are there that could signal you or, or red flags for you during sales that would tell you, yes, this is something you should pursue this topic, whatever sentence, literally it goes down to words. It goes down to, again, your vocal, your vocal words and your vocal power, how you say things, how you present things that if you said something wrong and they flash a micro expression within a second and you missed it and you continue, then to me right there, you've already lost that negotiation. That's how important and how, this is one of, one of my favorite topics, how important the micro expression is because you could either make or break it in under less than a second. And so you could have a meeting for 20, 30 minutes, an hour long meeting of negotiations, which if you've ever heard any of my workshops in just 30 minutes, you could have 800 nonverbal signals. So think about it micro expressions under a second within 30 minutes an hour how much other information are you picking up how much of that information are you missing so the micro expression the ability to tap into someone's emotional state and under a second to me that's why it's such a value skill because you can pivot if you're selling and you know how to how to sell if you're a salesperson or selling an idea again anything if you're able to pivot and cater to that person in that emotional state that they're in maybe they're not feeling well that day maybe they heard something that that they didn't like from you. Maybe it's something else that it's not you. It's not the idea. Maybe it's another person in the room around you. So you have to be able, if you're doing sales in a team or just sales by yourself to, 
you have to be able to catch where those signals are coming from, why those signals are coming from. And so microexpressions is a very valued topic for me that I think it, everyone should learn. It's one of those topics that coming from my mentor, again, this is very huge in the educational system because if you don't know what emotional state the other person's in, it's not for me. For me, it's not that you actually have to tap in or be in the same emotion that you are, but if you recognize it, you're able to do something about it later. So meeting people, you know someone, you sell them someone in their emotional state, recognizing that is very valuable to me. So yes, microexpression is one of the tips in sales that you should be able to use. Also, we talked about this earlier with the conversation and how you speak to people, but listening. I think listening is a very underrated skill that some people may overlook because right off the bat, we are as human beings. We love to be heard. We love to talk about ourselves. We love to talk about our ideas, even if it's something as uh, innocent as, as a nonprofit or something that you care for that you want to do. Sometimes we just tend to carry in chat, chat, chat. While we're doing this, sometimes even while we're talking, we're missing sometimes some nonverbal cues and information from the other person that could be telling us, hey, that's enough. Stop talking about this. And even and even then, some people will pick it up on these on these cues and continue to talk. Coming out as an effective communicator, what I like to call my students when I teach, you know, if you're going to be an effective communicator, your ability to on the spot within seconds again, see something decode it and then make a decision on it to where you could make or break a conversation or save a conversation. These are things, important skills that you, you should uh, have in practice every day. So the listening skill and on body language base that, that we teach, that I teach is the head tilt and the triple nod. So if you're going to be intentional on listening to someone using a head, a head tilt, just a simple head tilt that, that we do. And we do this a lot by ourselves when we're trying to listen. You know, if someone says, hey, did you hear that? What do we do? We, we put our head to the side, we put our ear up and we, we try to listen for, for something that they pointed out. Also, just fun fact that I've read before on head tilts, being a animalistic reaction that we have, if you've ever seen a dog or a puppy do it when you call for them and they do that, I've read an article before that head tilts are a way of dogs, of, from dogs to listen and pay attention when they hear something because I think it was all revolved around the snout size. So the, the size of their nose that it takes, whether it's a short snout or long snout or medium snout. When they are trying to listen, I think they, they're trying to move it out of the way of their eyes, their, their vision. So that way they could hear and see and pinpoint where the sound came from. So a dog's head tilt typically sometimes comes from the fact that they're just trying to pinpoint where you're at, where the, where the sound come, where your voice came from. And so we as uh, humans do that as well when we're just trying to listen. We, we cock our ears to the side and we want to know what's going on. And if you ever picked yourself doing this, and that is a natural reaction to listening. But when I teach it and you want to get, again, getting more information out of a client, getting more information out of someone across from you, if you want to intentionally use it, this is a ninja skill for listening, for body language and cells, getting more information. The more ammo that you have, the more like the more possible ways you can sell to someone so listening to get information using the head tilt typically when you use a head tilt studies have shown that people will talk three to four times more when you're actively listening and they can see that you're listening and authentically engaged in that conversation so you're going to get more information and gives you again more ammo to sell to that person and then the triple knot is just solidifying and kind of the the, the cherry the cake on, on the on the cake on the icing it is a soft triple just yes not you know with an intention not a rush not a slow one but when you do the triple knot, the head tilt and the triple knot, you're acknowledging that person and you're telling them, yes, go on, keep going with the conversation. In sales, if you do that, again, more information you get out of them, you let them talk, you let them throw their spiel out, uh, they're feeling acknowledged, again, in an authentic way, then you're able to either come back on the spot or maybe later circle back around in another negotiation and another sales. Sales don't usually don't happen in one talk, one conversation. 
more information you can get out of them, the earlier you can in a, in a, a span of a negotiation. Again, it's good information for you that you could get out and use for the good to make a sell or sell them in an idea or in a service. We're not working in sales to body language again. Making and building friends, making those connections. How can you authentically filter what is the people that you need? Because you don't need everyone that you meet. And then how do you sell them on on an authentic product or service and idea? Being able to use those micro expressions, protecting someone's internal emotional state. And then also just the technique, the simple technique of just listening sometimes help. A lot of people sometimes are just bending out when people who your friends or your family want to bend out. It's just as simple as just listening. That skill of using the head tilt and the triple nod to acknowledge people and say, yes, keep going, I'm listening. And it also trains you to actively listen. And it also affects the way you take in information and the way you register that information. So that way, again, you could use it later on or tap into it whenever you need to. So if you learned any, uh, anything from these skills or any of these were interesting, please let me know. You could either reach out to me on social media, Twitter at Your Nonverbals, Instagram at Your Nonverbals. Everything is the same on the platform or send me an email. The email, my personal email for work should be somewhere on here on the show notes. Uh, if you have any questions as well, please let me know again. Reach out to Twitter, Twitter, Instagram or some of the main ones or send me a messenger if you're on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Your Nonverbals are showing the same the same at, at Your Nonverbals. Use that messenger there. I'd love to communicate with you and, and see if you have any interesting ways that you like to network or what type of body language cues or nonverbals have you seen when you're meeting people or that people do in, in networking events or we're just not networking. And also different techniques for sales. What do you use while selling? What, what's a good way for you to, for those people who say they're good at, at sales or just people's skills? Uh, what are your ways? that you use techniques that you use during sales and negotiations. I'd love to hear any of that. So reach out to me on social media. Again, this is episode seven of the now body language talks podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is your host, Jose Pina, and I will see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening.